Welcome to episode 18 of Explore the Force. As always, a person rivaling the looks of Queen Amadora herself, it's Taylor, all the way from Canada. Hello. Number 18 already? Yeah, we're wow. flying through. Flying yeah. through. <laughs> and a man with a beard to rival Balon himself, old guy, Jedi, the wisest of wisest men, it's Jimmy. Yeah. Howdy. <laughs> Howdy, howdy, howdy. I really thought that Amadala one was going to be me this time. Yeah, I was in, I was in, I was in two minds. So, how's everyone's week been? Let's start with you, Taylor. What have you been up to? Uh, just uh, busy back at work. Um, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Not, it doesn't feel like a whole lot, but I feel like I've been super busy. Um, yeah, I'm lame. I'm bored, but. What about you, you, Jimmy? (laughs) Yeah, kind of the same thing Taylor said. It feels like nothing happened this week, but I know I was super crazy busy. We did have our first cross-country meet on Thursday. Um, That kind of does everything. And, of course, we have our Ahsoka recaps. Um, We have a nice long weekend here in the States, so we'll get Monday off tomorrow uh, for Labor Day. Yeah. Uh, F2. So you guys get that. And they have it in uh, my exchange. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so yeah but it's been a good week we got a reprieve from the heat this week but now like today it's 99 degrees uh and it's supposed to be coming back up so we'll be back in the morning but yeah pretty good week uh everyone's settling in here at the new adam's household you know we went from zero kids <laughs> to two teenage daughters so uh but it's been yeah, pretty wild Jack, yeah literally <laughs> a little click click so what about you jack yeah, it's been quite busy again. First week uh, back at work. A lot of the kids and that as well back at school. First week back. Been absolutely right, yeah. crazy busy. Um, been doing a lot of preparation now because this Friday uh, I'm off to the Grand Canyon, baby. Uh, great. So I'll be out there uh, doing some hiking for a few days. So unfortunately I won't be here this week on the Ahsoka recap. I'm not sure if I'm here next week. Uh, but if I am, I'll be live from the Grand Canyon. Uh, if there's any signal there, any listeners at the Grand Canyon, let me know. <laughs> you won't have to wake up at 2 a.m. if you're in the Grand Canyon. It'll be no, a normal that's, time that's for you. Thing, yeah, so that'd be absolutely <laughs> ideal. Oh. Uh, I just might wake everyone else up after we're doing like 20k a day uh, hikes, <laughs> and there's me watching Ahsoka. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, apart from that, my daughter's playing football. She had a first competitive game, or soccer as you like to call it, uh, today. She scored two absolute banging goals. So another shout Ooh. out to Tessa. Yeah, top Good striker job, today. Tessa. Yeah, smashing it. Uh, and be I met for the lionesses in no time. Oh, she'll be leading the line, hundred <laughs> percent. And uh, yeah, and I met an interesting person. Let's say uh, Saturday, yesterday, uh, at the local pub, uh, which brings us nicely onto uh, the force encounter. <laughs> Ooh. So this. So this weekend, I went out uh, just having a few drinks and that uh, with my wife, uh, and I met my um, stepsister and her husband, uh, and we was talking to a guy uh, who basically looks even more like Balon than you, Jimmy. It is uncanny. Uh, wow. Good looking man. Yeah. <laughs> He then mentioned, because um, I told him about the podcast, obviously, he then mentioned that he has watched Star Wars before. He's only ever watched the, the original trilogy. Uh, he started talking about his brother. Uh, and he was talking to me about some of the toys and that that his brother's got still. Uh, oh, and he was damn. telling me about all the different old school versions that he's got. He said he was telling me about he's got them still in boxes that he's never even played with. And the guy's, oh. the guy's practically sitting on a gold mine of old collector stuff <laughs> and has no idea. Um, so, yeah, really interesting conversation uh, with him. Uh, I'll send some pictures up so you can get them on uh, the YouTube and the videos for people on socials. We've got his permission as well. Uh, so, awesome. yeah, that's, that was my first encounter for this week. Oh, that's, that's a good really one, That's really cool. Man. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> what about you, Taylor? You but, got anything? 
this week, I uh, actually, a few days ago, I had a nice conversation with Johnny from the Starbird Files, and we chatted the rise of the Red Blade Inquisitor book that came out earlier this month. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so that show will be, uh, it'll be a Taylor Talks Explore the Force episode, and it'll be both of us chatting that book. Uh, you can also find Johnny's review on his socials and stuff as well. Nice. Um, but yeah, so I got to do that, and uh, I picked up this nice Ahsoka water bottle, which I'm in love with. That's very cool. Even though it was mm. probably $20 too expensive for what it's worth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> But I just, I don't have any Ahsoka stuff, so I'm, I don't know, feeling like I'm lacking on, like, the Ahsoka shirts and everything. So I saw the water bottle and I was like, oh, gotta have it. Don't even care. So. <laughs> what about yes. you, Jimmy? Taylor, didn't you meet some guy with a canoe right after we recorded last weekend? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> What's that? So it was literally, okay, right after we recorded... We pretty much finished recording, and me and my husband went, and we picked up a canoe from somebody here uh, in Mission, where I live. And as we're putting the canoe up onto the top of my car, he goes, oh, you, you've you got a, um, this is the way sticker. He looks at me, and he goes, this is the way. And I'm like, you missed the biggest sticker. And I put down the... I put down the back window and he's like, oh, no way. You have a Star Wars podcast. And uh, <laughs> his name is Dennis. Hi, Dennis, if you're listening. Uh, you're my force encounter this week, I guess. So I got to chat with him about The Mandalorian and the first couple episodes of Ahsoka. And there was a couple of things that he didn't understand because he's never watched Star Wars Rebels. So I got to chat it out with him and my husband and his wife were trying to put the hitch it all up onto, the, onto my car as we stood and chatted and then we also chatted about nice. banana trees because i'm a gardener so <laughs> so new follower uh new follower new friend and uh nice. new canoe new canoe for commander taylor <laughs> commander's canoe all right well yeah. that's pretty cool like i said you know, i think man like i know i was real busy nothing seemed to really happen um I'm still working on the R2 build, and I got those uh, yeah. posted on our socials yesterday. I was very lucky to the T6 and the Ghost <laughs> arrived, and oh, uh, the Legos. So nice. Yeah. So, and then I, um, I had thought I ordered the second one because we had a conversation with a few people, and I, I thought they had left Balin out, and uh, I looked at a photo for the. There's another one with the E-wing and Shinhati ship. And I didn't see Balin. I'm like, what are they doing? Why is there no Balin? Realized that Balin's in the. Uh, in that kit that I don't have, and I ordered it immediately. So oh. <laughs> I'll have all three here, and I'll have um, I'll have uh, build videos. I'm just working with some new equipment, nice. so you'll give me a little bit of time uh, so that I can uh, make it look better. But yeah, other than that, not too much. So just looking forward to talking to you guys, and you know, waiting for Tuesday. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, we saw that you posted those and instantly I was just like, I got like, excited, like, I don't know, excited, excited anxiety for you on putting them together. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, it seems that we all have pretty good weeks. Why don't we head over to Bat 2 and see what the latest news is coming out of there? Well, I still have not ordered one, and I'm still on the fence. I just don't think I have room for it. If you could see, it looks orderly behind me. I know it kind of looks orderly, but if you could see the actual room that I'm sitting in with all the Star Wars stuff on the floor, I actually <laughs> can't find a box of Lego, a Lego box that I had just bought, and I put it somewhere, and I can't find it. So, <laughs> um, But anyway, so I won't be ordering this until I find all that stuff. But HasLab has released... Um, some new high-res images of that ghost, that beautiful, beautiful, beautiful ship that we still have yet to see <laughs> in Ahsoka, which is killing me. Man, I don't know why I'm so excited to see a single ship, but they are getting closer and closer to that 17,000 backers. Uh, I think currently they are at um, 12,902 backers, and they need to get all of them in there because you can get the Ezra Bridger, Kanan Jarrus, Harrison Dula, Zeb, and they're all going to be in their original season four outfits. So yeah. that would be pretty exciting. 
Um, and just to have all those, I think I'd be kind of bummed if I bought it and didn't get all those characters. Yeah. 100%. So I don't know if there's an option like you can you buy those characters? No, so this is the only chance that you'll get to get those characters in those season four rebel outfits. So I think it's a case of like saying people are waiting, they're on the fence. I think if the numbers were let's say sixteen thousand five hundred or whatever, it'd shoot past it. Uh, But I think yeah. If you want it, yeah, and you want, it, want it now. You get you, you get have to jump on the bandwagon quick time. When that's mm-hmm. ending, when the seventh or the ninth? Uh, I think it, I think it's the ninth. Okay, so you've got a few days. Um, Don't leave it till the last day, thing. guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there'll, there'll be gosh. some panic buys, maybe. Yeah, I think so as well. But yeah, so that's for exciting. That thing looks beautiful. If anyone ever, if anyone does buy it, I want to see it. Maybe steal it, but whatever. <laughs> Pictures. So. Your home address. Please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for us, Taylor? <clears throat> well, the posters continue to arrive. Well, sadly, there isn't an official cup poster. And I mean Isn't Sabine's your favorite cup. Let's, let's clarify. <laughs> Sabine's cup that she's trying to move. There isn't a cup poster yet. <laughs> that will be. Sorry, we had a bit of a chat off screen. Um, pointing to how stupid I can be. Uh, <laughs> we can enjoy the latest batch of posters, though, following on from last week's trio of Chopper, Heang, and Merrick, and this, or Maroc. And this week, we have the Mon Mothma and the Jason Sindula poster. Yeah. And the Mon Mothma one looks amazing. She just looks awesome, as always, Genevieve O'Reilly, and the Jason Sindula when people are all going nuts because he's wearing uh, Kanan's shoulder pad from Rebels, so everyone's yeah. losing their yeah. mind because it's so barely visible, but it means so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good posters. I like them. They're people, good. Uh, also, people also mentioned that the uh, that the Mon Mothma one's not a hologram, so they're assuming that we're going to see her in the flesh. Yeah, which would be pretty cool. That will be. So, yeah. They are awesome posters yeah. as well. I really like Mon Mothma. Yeah. Another example of perfect casting, I think. Oh, yeah. man. Like, I'd love her. Yeah, they nailed that. Like Another thing, Gareth Edwards, man. People don't give him enough credit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, crushed it. yeah big so. fan of Gareth Edwards. Uh, in other news, again, slight spoiler warning. So if you want to skip about 15 seconds ahead, episode four is when we apparently find out that Maroc's uh, identity, so when we find out Maroc's identity is going to be in episode <gasps> four, so the next episode. Who knows? Really? It's going to be a rumor <gasps> at the minute. Who knows? Just things have been on Reddit. <laughs> things have been removed off Reddit, but we'll see. Uh, aside from that, we know that the runtime's expected at around about 30 to 35 minutes, give or take. That's not including the end credits. If it does include the end credits, then you're looking at about 40 minutes. Uh, okay. And that leads on to some of the comments that we received and read uh, on the Ahsoka recap where people weren't happy how short it was. I get it. Wasn't happy how short it is. But again, it's just one of those things where good things come to those who wait, but great things, <laughs> they come all at once. And that pretty yeah. much uh, wraps this week's news. Happy days. So for this week's uh, episode, then, we're going to dive straight into some of the comments and feedback that we received uh, from some of you listeners out there. So, Jimmy, what sort of feedback and comments did we get? We got it. I mean, everyone, for the most part, seemed to be, you know, all over the map like we usually do. But the one thing I noticed, <laughs> um, I'm not going to dive into a lot of, like, specifics, but the one thing that I really noticed is that a lot of people who I talk to all right, you have to remember, I work in a school with like 2,200, 2,300 kids. And, uh, <laughs> and so we have a pretty big population. And I talked to a lot of employees and some of the people that um, we talked to on our chat. And a lot of the people who didn't like episodes one and two seem to really have liked episode three. Hmm. Where I feel like, you know, for us, and we when we rated it last week, you know, it's our lowest rated. Um, not because it wasn't good. It just. It wasn't, we didn't feel it was as good as other stuff, but I think it's kind of curious to me and how I'm, I'm glad because, you know, some of the people I talked to are big Star Wars fans and I know they were struggling with not enjoying the first two episodes. Yeah. And, hmm. um, but yeah, so the people really seem to like that episode. 
which is great. I hope that everyone continues to like it. And like I said, we didn't dislike it. We just didn't think it was as strong as the other stuff. But yeah, yeah that yeah. was most of the stuff that we talked about and in our in our Discord or not our Discord chat, but our Facebook chat. Which if you want to get get in on it, um, just join the Explore the Force Facebook group, and then we have a couple different chats, and we do an Ahsoka one separately. Uh, that yeah. most, that thing starts blowing up, but like about thirty minutes after the show airs, that thing starts going off. Oh, all yeah. of our West Coasters. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, join that. So yeah, that was mostly it. People seem to be positive. I could not get a hold of my Padawan. I don't know if he's dodging me or he's off meditating somewhere on Tython or something. But I'm yeah. gonna try to oh, track no. him down. Hang on, Padawan. He'll <laughs> be he'll be trading Think, somewhere. Why yeah. do you think then a lot of people at the minute are? Let's say, yeah, enjoying this episode more than the other two. Do you think it's because the hype trains obviously arrived now and the dust has started to settle? Because we know that we've had, uh, there's been a post floating about where it said that it's not had as many viewers as Kenobi, uh, but we don't know how accurate that is. Hmm. Uh, what do you think then? Do you think the hype train sort of settled down a little bit now? What do you reckon, Taylor? Um. Well, I mean, it would it would make sense to me if more people watched Kenobi because just more people know who Obi-Wan is. Like, more people Good know point. that storyline. Whereas Ahsoka came from cartoons and animation, which a lot of people don't don't partake in, which is totally fine because you have psychos like us who watch all of it and report back to you <laughs> what you're missing. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, maybe... Well, if everyone's liking this third episode, maybe this is just, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking that the first two episodes have a lot to connect with. There's a lot of connecting with those um, animation shows. So I feel like the third one is kind of like you feel like you know what's going on and you're not having to compare it to these animated shows that you haven't watched yet or et cetera. So maybe people are liking it that way because they can connect yeah. to it more. Yeah this one maybe yeah 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 i kind of see that it's a little simpler i mean not saying that our you know people are simple but i'm like yeah it was some jedi training which is very cool for everybody it was yeah. a dog fight it was big giant space whales and you know so i mean there wasn't a lot of you didn't have to really know a lot about rebels like you said taylor you didn't have yeah. to watch the animated shows to appreciate what was happening and this is our third time now we've seen shin and you know she looks awesome in the uh the headgear that they wore in uh, revenge of the sith and things like yes, that yes i noticed that everything. the gold so, bar the gold band yeah, the thing. So, yes, and then yeah. <laughs> sabine also had one that looked just like han solo's from uh from uh star wars a new hope so yeah it's kind of cool <laughs> yeah. That, yeah yeah so oh, these what's that movie these, called again <laughs> these are all interesting points because i think what I'm thinking about now with just what you both said is the majority of people, this is what I'd like to know, are the majority of people that are liking this episode OTs rather than PTs and obviously the uh, the post-sequels, that's the word I'm looking for there, so you've got the original trilogy, the prequels and the sequels. Are these, are these, are these people... Uh, original treacles, uh, original sequel people, because <laughs> there is a lot of OT references, like you said there, straight away. Stuff to do with Han Solo, stuff to do with lightsaber training, Luke Skywalker, and then like Taylor said, you know. maybe a lot of people are, are, are not watching this as much because they don't know who Ahsoka <clears throat> is, whereas Kenobi, loads of people know who Kenobi is. So it'd be mm. interesting to see if, because uh, you sort you sort of see as it's, it's going on, they are. Uh, acknowledging the different groups of Star Wars fans, because Star Wars fans, they're not one group of people. Mm, to me, yeah, I think they are they are grouped. Like Taylor we, said, you've got, you've got the fanatics like us, which is everything, but then yeah. you have got the people, you have got the original trilogies, you've got the sequels and the prequels. Well, that kind of goes into what I was uh, talking to you guys about last week where I feel like Dave Filoni is making these Ahsoka episodes <sighs> rhyme. You know how, it, you know, the old saying, oh, it, yeah. it rhymes, it rhymes. Um, I think Dave is making these Ahsoka episodes rhyme, for lack of a better word, to these Skywalker Saga movies. Um, because like you were just saying, at part three of Ahsoka, we got so many OT original trilogy vibes. We got Luke training with the blast shield down. We got 
uh, Han flying through the asteroid field, but instead they're throwing, flying through a bunch of whales like crazy. And that was awesome with the smoke and everything. Um, there was the, the Han Solo headpiece, like, yeah, like, oh, I got one. Like, oh, don't get cocky, kid. Like, oh, it's so cool, right? Yeah. Um, whereas if you look back at part one, um, of Ahsoka, we have very, a lot of, um, what I feel like Phantom Menace, like references and like Easter eggs. Like we've got, we've got the, um, actually I was talking to one of our listeners, uh, David Ferguson at my work yesterday. Hi, David. Uh, he works with me and listens to the show. He, he came to me and said that, um, that apprentice with the probe droid spy that just flies into town. Yeah. Like it, it's exactly like Maul doing on this Tatooine. on Tatooine. Yes. Yeah, like I so cool. As right. As I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's what, what like happened, such an Easter egg. What happened yeah. to Sabine? Exactly. And, and then we go straight forward to Sabine totally getting stabbed by Shin Hati Shin Hadi, uh, just the total gut stab, <laughs> like Obi Wan yeah, Kenobi. Uh, uh, sorry, like Qui Gon, and yeah, I guess yeah. Obi Wan ended up defeating him in the end. But still, that's a, kind spoiler of another alert. reference. Yeah. So but, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. sorry. Spoilers. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, but part two, I I can't remember any throwbacks right now, but I'm sure there is some. Well, so I almost nice. feel like. I don't know. Maybe two episodes is prequels, two episodes is OT, and maybe yeah. the last few are going to be sequel sequels uh, vibes. So I'm thinking we're going to get yeah. space skipping, think, or like the hyperspace he's skipping. He's That's definitely my, going for it. Yeah. yeah, so I feel like we're going to get hyperspace sense. skipping with um, all what, of this galaxy, these galaxies and stuff. Funny. So. That's my Because a lot of, people, <laughs> lot of people are loving it, but also a lot of people aren't, aren't loving it as much is because it's not I don't want to say it's not original stuff. It's not original. Yeah. It's not, uh, sorry, new stuff. Nothing's because, original. No, exactly. And that's going to be my next point. <laughs> because the, se- the sequels, The Rise of Skywalker, uh, Force Awakens, not even so much mm-hmm. The Last Jedi, to be fair, but they were all like, a lot of people said, remakes of the OTs. If yeah. you like. Yeah. Like you just said there, Taylor, and, and, and we're talking about it with Jimmy as well, is these episodes of Ahsoka aren't really new when you... Well, they are new, but the background and the things and the, the little nuggets, they're not new, and that's what resonates with people. And that's what I'm saying, where the people yeah. that are enjoying the episodes, I think, are probably going to be those people that enjoyed, let's say, A New Hope the most. Yeah, exactly why the part three with all the OT vibes is getting all the OT yeah. followers and yeah. lovers. So if, we look at, so if we look now <laughs> at what we said earlier in the news and what's happening next episode hashtag empire strikes back people were like oh this is this person this is this person this is this person yeah that would probably make sense there you go yeah well, let's look into yeah, it think, let's see <laughs> yeah i think you guys could be onto that i do think you know and i think it's intentional dave doesn't do anything by mistake he, no. at least he hasn't yeah. seemed to i mean we've got years of his storytelling to kind of you know pull from but he um i do think you like you said taylor that things are and i and i never really thought about it until you you brought it up with us taylor but i did see all these like the probe droid i'm like oh that's like maul and the probe droid and then this happened yeah. and that happened and you know and i guess canonically qui-gon jinn's the only person who ever died from a saber got stabbed but everyone else seems to survive <laughs> but um i was watching something somewhere and they're like you know episode four is probably going to be the last of the trailer and uh stuff that we've seen yeah. Maybe minus the. I don't know if we're going to get Thrawn then, but all we're really missing is those fights in the woods, and that's obviously going to happen. But from that point on, the red trees. It's going to be like, is it going to be like new Star Wars? Is Dave going to? Um, I mean, I feel like he's going to change the trajectory or whatever. I think that he's got a lot of whatever he's going to do in those last four episodes. There's something I think big going to change things. It's going to be it's gonna set Ooh. a tone, kind yeah. of like what you know what. Kevin Feige does for Marvel movies when it show you know something happens and that just sets the tone for where things are going and I think and I think we kind of knew that with it you know the whole Mandoverse movie stuff coming out but um, yeah. yeah I'm excited for it but I do see like Taylor what you we said need it. it's kind of mirroring I wouldn't say it's rhyming I th- I would say it's mirroring things yeah and then of course once we get past um, 
that I think it'll kick off. And then one thing, last thing too, about the viewership, people don't know. And if what everyone believes is going to happen in episode five, and I won't say it out loud, I think you two realize what I'm talking about. But if the person appears in episode five that we think is going to, that's going to get out word of mouth. <laughs> and I think the viewership's going to skyrocket through the, yeah. I mean, I think they'll crash the servers, but yeah. Oh so, yeah, I, mean, I guess so, hey. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we'll see. They're pretty cool though. Hopefully they go somewhere new, because I think Star Wars needs that now. I mean, what have we had now? About 11 or 12 movies off the top of my head. Obviously, we've got the nine the nine movies. you got Rogue One, 10. Solo, 11. Uh, so, yeah, you've got about 11 actual Star Wars movies. There's enough lore in that out there. They've been putting canon stuff. And uh, what's, the other one? what's it called now? Canon and... Legends. Legends, yes, yeah. so they're starting bringing everything together. We're starting to see that now. So yeah, we definitely need to go somewhere fresh. I think, and uh, we've got to, got to just to keep the franchise alive because we don't want to keep going to Tatooine all the time. For example, oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We want, we want, Disney, want to explore we're sick of things. Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, let's mix it up a little bit. Corelli's been done to death. Coruscant's been done to death. Yeah, let's go to Lucia. Let's go. Let's go to these new planets that we've. They're starting to see in Ahsoka, so like, like Jimmy's saying, something's coming, something big's coming, it's going to be a massive shake-up. Are people going to like it? Probably not. But will it attract new viewers? Probably. Hopefully, yeah. Cool, so in the latest um, episode of Ahsoka, there is a clip that's floating around that's causing quite a bit of a debate, and the clip is by Huang, and is this. I suppose you do come from a long line of non-traditional Jedi. Brilliant. So from that, then I'm going to fire the question straight to Jimmy. What is a traditional Jedi? Man, so <laughs> that's a tough question, I guess. I I don't know if before the High Republic, if we'd really be able to answer this, you know, we're getting yeah, a ton right? more of that. I This is not going to be a very positive response. I think a traditional Jedi is a pompous ass that doesn't listen to anyone because they think that they know everything. I mean, I want to do a talk. I want to someday. I wanted to do a topic of like the Jedi are their own worst enemy. But I, yeah, I don't know if a traditional Jedi are the ones that get anything done. You know, they sit up there and they become politicians. You see it in that. You see it. You're starting to see it in the High Republic as well. Yeah, um, you've seen it all through the prequels. Obviously, we don't have anything to fall back on in mm-hmm. uh, the original trilogy, really. And so, um, I think that, and this kind of just kind of sparked it. But what do you guys think? Because I mean, I have some weird issues with the jedi as a whole i guess but yeah. taylor do you think what do you think a traditional jedi is the jedi religion is very flawed as we that's why we like the jedi that's why we like the jedi stories right um but yeah you're right without the higher public would we even be able to like would we even know what a traditional jedi is supposed to be um in the high republic era the jedi are still helping the republic but they're more of they're more of explorers. They're finders of knowledge um, to improve their religion and their future um, learners and padawans. Um, they're supposed to be keepers of the peace. Uh, they're supposed to do selfless selfless acts of heroism and helping others with not expecting any return. Uh, they're supposed to be, as Thalandra Show says. A shield of the people. So I think that's what the Jedi should be. And it's kind of almost like Qui-Gon. <clears throat> so I almost feel like Qui-Gon would not suit this line of non-traditional Jedi. Um, because I feel like he is back to what the Jedi should be. And I think that the Republic have twisted the Jedi and used them um overuse them like taking advantage of the jedi as like a helper so like the same Mm -hmm. kind of thing is happening at my work like you can help the other departments but don't let them take advantage of you so that you can't get your own work done and i think that's what happens with the jedi and i think they've forgotten what they are because we've got jedi who should be searching for artifacts and stuff like that like we do see every once in a while but that's what the jedi should be that's my answer guys (laughs) good one that's solid yeah. Yeah. Um, my research. <laughs> I think my I think my take on it is 
I think the sort of question that goes with it would be what is who is the purest Jedi? Mm-hmm. In the sense that who is the most Jedi-like person that we've seen? My answer, and I think traditional Jedi, would be Mace Windu or Obi-Wan Kenobi to an extent. But Mace Windu, because he's never really bent rules left and right. Traditional Jedi, they get chung, uh, chung, trained at a very uh, young age. Um, obviously, they abide by strict rules, not fall in love, the usual stuff. Uh, I'd like to say pretty boring, explorers. Shields of the Peace, as as we've already mentioned. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a, a, a traditional Jedi for me is someone that's uh, adheres to the rules, very, very strict, upholds all the beliefs. And to me, that's Mace Windu. And that's why him and Anakin clash so bad. Hmm. Yeah, that's... Yeah, Mace off the dark side, though. Didn't... I'm not sure. When did he dip like, into he, the dark side? He is the head of the Jedi Council, Mace Windu is. Um but I, I thought I thought there was like a like a thing kind of going around that Mace's lightsaber is purple because he actually dips into the dark side a little bit. I don't know, maybe that's legends. One of you guys listeners has to tell us if I'm like completely off the track or what. But <laughs> I thought okay. that I thought there was like he's so powerful because he dips a little bit into the dark side. But how can you be on the council if you are? I don't know. <laughs> I've I heard rumblings of that. I'm not sure where it yeah. comes from. To be honest, like he uses it for his fighting or whatever. That's why he's he's so powerful so or something. But, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if that's you know, like I said, it could be legends. Maybe so. it's legends. But, yeah. <laughs> But we're going to take a look at, you know, Hugh Wang says this comment. And I, it kind of got us buzzing. You know, we obviously having some fun with uh, the cup this week. And you'll see some more clips <laughs> going out with us <laughs> doing that. I hope you like Jax. But um, and then this kind of got us thinking, like, going backwards. And for Yoda, obviously, they're super secretive. We don't know his species. We don't know his home world. Um, and if you look at canon, it has nothing. He just says he started out training on Coruscant. If you look at Legends, which we're, he's the only one we're going to do this for, um, it's kind of a fun story. You'll kind of see little quirks, and I think that that's kind of what maybe Hugh Wang was talking about. Like, there's little quirks, like non-traditional, but um, in Legends, um, Yoda and a human friend break down. Their ship breaks down. They end up on a uh, swamp-like planet, which never mentions a name, but we can probably imagine where it was. And that... Um, they get, uh, they've run into a Hesslerian, which is like a big snake creature with four arms named Nakata del Gormo. And he trains them, and they're both actually good with the Force, and they train them. And then, of course, um, and they're found by the Republic, and then they're taken to Coruscant, where they continue training. The cool thing about this character mm. is, and this is the only reason we really bring it up, a guy named Chuck Hamilton won a contest, design an alien contest, back when Star Wars Galaxy Magazine was out. And he, he, he wow. gave his character, and so it was, it's kind of had a little bit of story. But Yoda and himself, you know, if you're going canon, doesn't have a massive backstory, right. and that kind of makes him. Un- and that right there is non-traditional because we know everything about everyone for the most part. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like the first step, I think, in this whole like non-traditional uh, <clears throat> Jedi. But and of course, you know, the way he talks and things like that. But how do you guys feel? Do you feel Yoda? <laughs> traditional non-traditional jedi like in your guys's because we all have like our own categories for it which is pretty cool so i would say he falls like I, this is going to be like a, a lame 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 answer but he falls right on the line i think yeah. because he's goofy but he's also the head of it and then he kind of he falters at the end and comes back around of course in return of the jedi and everything like that but in the prequels he kind of loses his way so taylor what do you think yoda traditional or non-traditional I think going off what we know of him from the High Republic era as well, mm-hmm. I I, I want to say he is traditional because yeah, doesn't the the Jedi don't discriminate between species, so we can't even say like oh it's because he's this, but there's so many other kind of species out there that are also Jedi. Like let's not forget that. Um, but he like he did his traveling. He did he fought in all the different wars, I guess, over time in the High Republic era. Maybe he had short term memory and that's why he 
<laughs> let things rehappen in the prequel era. Um, but I don't know. I think, I feel like Yoda is a, a traditional Jedi. Like he spent his time out abroad and he did, he fought in the wars and now he's on the council and now he's older and now he's teaching the younglings and he's short and goofy and they're comfortable with him because they're about the same height as him and he's a little bit funny. And, <laughs> you know, so I think, uh, yeah. Yeah, I like Yoda, um, but in the higher public era, I think um, Yaddle actually says something to one of her Padawans, like, "Oh yeah, like, watch out for Yoda. He can be, you know, he can be a bit odd sometimes, or something like that." So, but even Yaddle she, thought that Yoda was a bit odd, and even in how he speaks. So who knows? Maybe he is non-traditional. But from my point of view, I think that he is traditional. Also, this whole line of issued Jedi all came from Yoda's training. So maybe Yoda shouldn't be training everybody at the mm-hmm. temple. <laughs> what do you think, Jack? Yeah, right? um, I think he's. I think he's non-traditional, but he's seen because of how long he's been around. He's seen what happens to non-traditional Jedi. So he sticks to the traditional ways with a mix of non-traditional. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because otherwise, I think Yoda sort of doesn't take it too seriously, so to speak. He likes to have a bit of a laugh and a joke with it. He's been around hundreds of years. And yeah. you, can, you can see it takes his toll on him. It is the traditional way, if it's what I think it is, is quite boring. So he likes to have a little mm. bit of fun with it. And that's why I think he's... He's non-traditional, but keeps it traditional, so it's safe. Yeah. All right. Very cool. That mm-hmm. leads us to his Padawan. Now, he has lots of Padawans. He had a uh, Padawan in the High Republic that we've learned about. Uh, was it Kai? Sai Cantum? Catch yeah. I think. That's yeah. an interesting story. Um, I was reading that today. And you guys, you can always go on Wikipedia. They have a ton of things. Just make sure you're clicked on canon because you can waste a lot of time in Legends. <laughs> I found out today. <laughs> not to but say Legends no, are good, but they're not canon. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, I was, I was enjoying what I was reading and I realized I was reading the wrong stuff. But Dooku, born <laughs> 102 BBY or before the Battle of Yavin. So this is, this is how they do their dates. So people who don't maybe aren't as deep into this as we are. Everything kind of goes from zero is a new hope when they blow yeah. up uh, the Death Star, and this works the same way as, you know, Common Era and before the Common Era, or before Christ and after Dominion. So that's, but it's just BBY and then ABBY. But anyways, he becomes Yoda's Padawan in 86 BBY. Um, he ends up being real close friends with sifo Now, a lot of this stuff is all coming from, was it Jedi Lost, the Dooku story? The Dooku book. Which was, oh, yeah, which was favorite, really, really my good. My favorite audio book. Yeah. Book. It's so good. Really, really good. So if, you, if you're if you a fan of Dooku, you should really check that out. Yeah. And then, of course, a lot of this stuff also comes from um, the Je- Tales of the Jedi. And so, mm-hmm. you know, in a quick, I don't want to be, I don't want to talk too much, but he, he has a Padawan, Rail Averos, which we see again later in Master and Apprentice with Kenobi yeah. and uh, Qui-Gon, the book. And then, um, it was it say, 68 BBY, he takes on Qui-Gon at the age of 12. And then, of course, we kind of fast forward, and if you go to this Tales of the Jedi like we talked about, you've got the first episode, he kind of loses his faith in the Republic. The second episode, he loses his faith in the Jedi because of Mace Windu. And then the third, he kind of falls to the dark side. I don't want to go into spoilers for those, but those are very good short clips that tell you a lot about this guy. The shorts on Disney+. Plus. Later, he also has a... Yeah, he also has a Padawan that falls to the dark side yeah. and has to be put down. And, of course, he keeps her sabers, and he gives, and he kind of shoots off, too, because he has Qui-Gon, Rail, and then he's going to have two Sith apprentices um, yeah. where he takes on uh, Asajj Ventress, kicks her out, and then takes on Savage Opress. So he, I think, <laughs> we'll see. And, of <laughs> course, whereas, you know, he goes on. I don't want to give too much stuff away, but he ends up becoming the leader of the Separatists, becomes Darth Tyrannus. So traditional <laughs> or non-traditional, Jack? Uh, I'm going to say again, it's, he starts off traditional and then definitely goes into the non-traditional path. But yeah, massive fan of, massive, massive fan of Dooku. Especially Christopher yeah. Lee as an actor. Anyway, Christopher Lee's amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, but oh. yeah, starts off traditional uh, and then soon sees the ways and goes to non-traditional. Mm-hmm. Taylor? 
I feel like it kind of leads back to like family, I guess. Like thinking about it, all of the flawed Jedi and the Jedi that have issues, it's because they're finding out about their family. And I think that's where it kind of started going wrong for Dooku was he found out that his father was the Count of Sereno and that he was like given up and just take this away, blah, get this out of my sight. And he has two siblings, a sister and another brother. And that just complicates everything because he keeps this relationship with his sister. And then that's when he starts, starts doubting everything. Right. Cause the Jedi are trying to keep you from having your relationships and your yeah. connections with people. And that, yeah, I think it's non-traditional because he's trying to be Count Dooku and at the same time, and he's got anger, as you see in Tales of the Jedi. I think he's non-traditional. He doesn't really follow the ways. I don't. I don't see Count yeah. Dooku looking for artifacts in a cave somewhere. <laughs> no. no, I'd have to agree with you guys, especially too. If if you like Count Dooku, <laughs> you got to check out that book. Was it Jedi yeah. Lost? I believe. And yeah. then watch, I mean, I think maybe total of like 40 minutes of uh, animation, Tales of the Jedi. You get a ton of backstory. But it's I was so good, with though. You guys. Um, and of course, he's a lot in the Clone Wars, too, when he's training Savage and, and uh, um, Ventress. Yeah, he yeah, pops Ventress in as well. But so, yeah, I would say the same thing. He starts out traditional because he's very, he's, I mean, he's, Yoda takes him because he's such a powerful Padawan. And then, yeah, of course, he, he starts to see everyone. things and, and it kind of changes. He's, he's his, the only uh, one that trajectory. rivals Yoda as well in uh, blade skills. Yeah, right. Yoda and Mace Windu. Yep. So, and uh, let's wow. not forget as well. He also trained Grievous. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah, I had that written down. That's so he's psychopath. got Grievous, Asajj, Savage. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I would say non-traditional as well. I mean, ends non-traditionally. Yeah. Yeah. Starts yeah. in a good place. But all right, cool. Let's move on to the next one. Okay, so next we have the one and only Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, and so we see this guy, you know, for the longest time, all we had on him was the uh, the, the Phantom Menace. Yeah. So we get to see little flashes of him in that Tales of Jedi that we've already uh, talked about. We get to see him as a Padawan to um, Count Dooku, you know, shortly. I think he's also voiced by uh, the guy's son, right? He was yeah, he is. Voiced so very cool um but anyway so qui-gon is traditionally seen as a maverick seen supposedly he disobeys the jedi code mm-hmm. um and of course in the book master and prince i don't want to go into too many details but he does pass up a seat on the council so he can maintain and finish uh obi-wan kenobi's um training training yeah and he's also the guy who is going to discover the living force slash cosmic force and yeah. will he- teach um, Yoda. He'll call to Yoda and uh, Yoda kind of starts that whole thing. So um, yeah, Taylor traditional or non-traditional Qui-Gon Jinn. I think that Qui-Gon is traditional. Watch me. I'm going to get, I'm going to say they're all traditional, but I, just from what I said earlier, I like, Qui-Gon is, he's for the people first. Like, on their missions, they have this diplomatic mission that they have to go on, but at the same time, he's thinking of the people. He's thinking of this slave family. Uh, In the Master Apprentice book, he's also dealing with slavery, and he's trying to get the freedom of people. Um, He doesn't agree with the Council always, because the Council kind of has to agree with the Republic and the Chancellor telling them what to do, right? They're not going to say no to the Chancellor of the Galactic, like, uh, you know, government. So, I think... And just even, like, break down his his lessons to to Obi-Wan. Like, now in the now. Like, keep yourself in the present. Like, oh, Master Yoda says to keep an eye on the future. But it's like, mm, but... Master Yoda's not here right now. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it just goes right back to if Qui-Gon had trained Anakin Skywalker instead, the whole trilogy would be different. So I think Qui-Gon is traditional. <laughs> Jack? I'm going to go a complete opposite way again. Starts <laughs> off traditional. Because there's a trend there. Starts off traditional, ends up going non-traditional. Because... Again, it's just to sort of not close the argument down, but he trains Anakin who shouldn't be trained straight away. 
He's gone completely so, against oh, the right. Jedi Order. Has to be non-traditional straight away. He's gone. Com- he's gone against the Jedi Order. It said straight in a nugget shell. It's one of those things again where we we are going to do a segment on Jedi being their own worst enemy, but you can just see it with him, Dooku. You know, even Yoda. Like I said, they, they get bored of the traditional way, so they cut a corner so they can yeah. go down that route. And that's when things go wrong. And Yoda's the only one that sort of kept it traditional all the way through to an extent and not pushed the boundaries. Dooku pushed the boundaries, ended up on the dark side. Qui-Gon pushed the boundaries, destroyed the Jedi Order. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, that's my take on him. All right. Yeah, I see. I think that he's a traditional Jedi in a sense that, like, of what I think a Jedi should be. So it makes him a non-traditional Jedi in the way I see the Jedi order behaving. Yeah. Because like Taylor said, he has the right thing in mind. Like be mindful of the force. Don't worry about what the mission is. Follow where the force takes me. Yeah. Yeah. And the force, you know, has a plan supposedly. Um, I think he's traditional in, in my view, but he's a non-traditional based on like what the, uh, the council. And I like, you know, like he said, he butts head with the councils. Mm-hmm. Um, we hear it a lot in the Master and Apprentice book where, you know, I think Obi-Wan tells him, you know, if you just chill out, you'd be a yeah. be on the council and all that stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think like you said too, Jack, all these guys can go every single way upside down backwards. So, yeah. but then we move but on. Just before we oh, move on, ahead. Jimmy, one more thing. So just think about it as well. I would love to have seen what Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn spoke about at the end of Kenobi. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine, like, Kenobi, to, he'd be like, mate, I need to tell you what you've missed. If you want that, you need to watch that Charlie Hopkinson YouTube channel yeah. where he plays all three characters. And oh, my gosh, she's so funny. Whole, they act out that whole scenario. But that's what I'm saying yeah. then. Because then do you, yeah. think, do you think Qua going to be like, like Oh, like, okay. We'll go back to traditional ways of I'll carry on your train. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, what were you going to say, Jimmy? Carry I, on. Sorry. I think I think Qui Gon sees it that he did what he he was supposed to do, so they got Luke Skywalker. I bet yeah. that's Qui Gon's comeback. Mm. Uh, personally, he's like, well, I was meant to do this. Was all meant to happen, and this is the what the what the Force deems. But speaking of Kenobi, so in fifty seven BBY, Kenobi is born on the planet Stu John. Which, if people know who John Stewart, John the Stewart. comedian and the um, you know political analyst, you know comedian kind of guy, he had the you know the TV show. That planet is named after him, so it's Stu John. Um, <laughs> he becomes a he becomes a uh, Jedi in thirty two BBY, but before that, in forty one to thirty nine, he is with a young lady named Satine Kreese, and this is kind of getting into some of the animation and stuff like that. <laughs> And yeah, so if you see that he spends a year running and protecting her and slowly falling in love with her, but doesn't ever act. And he said to her, I would have left the order had you asked me to. Yeah. So, and then of course, um, he takes on the chosen one, even though the council is not thrilled about the idea. I mean, the kid. He passes his test, and I mean, he's immediately thrown into becoming a, uh, a, you know, a master, basically, with what undoubtedly might be the most difficult um, Padawan that's yeah. ever come through, yeah. the most potential, the most dangerous, which just seems idiotic. I mean, it pushes the story forward, but just insane that someone like Mace, Opo, or Insisus, or you know, any of them didn't like, no, 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 I'll take this kid, <laughs> you know? So, but yeah, um, like a more powerful master. I didn't. Yeah. I yeah. would. Yeah. I would say traditional to a flaw almost yeah. except for, I mean, he does fall in love. He's still human, but he doesn't leave the order because he wasn't sure of, I mean, he, I think pretty sure he was, you know, Satine is in love with him, but he does overlook Anakin and Padme because he does know that last season of Clone Wars kind of makes it obvious that he knows. So again, mm-hmm. yes. traditional, yeah. 
kind of goes on Jack's thing, traditional, and then kind of <laughs> falls out of it, and all hell breaks loose because of it. So, yeah. yeah. Taylor, what do you think? With Obi-Wan being traditional, yeah. uh, I think he tries really hard to be traditional. <laughs> he does like, try he, really he, hard. he follows all the rules as best as he can. He's very much, like, eye-rolling, like, oh, like... I don't know. He wants to follow the rules. He wants to do everything that the council says. He believes in the council. He's all about mm-hmm. the republic to democracy. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, he does make some mistakes. Um, and as we know from the Kenobi series, he he pushes himself away from the force for like how many years? 10, 15 years? So mm-hmm. he takes a break from the order. So I don't know if I don't know if you keep if that's if you keep being a traditional Jedi after you shut yourself off from the force for so long. Um but I guess in the end he did go and help Leia and he is he did come back to being himself again and I don't know. This is a tough one for me. This is a gray this area. A he one. never he never really dips into the dark side though. Like Obi-Wan is the light. Like he is the light of the Jedi and he always will be. There's nothing dark about him. You know, except for he does have that history with Satine. Which is yeah. very sad. But but like let's look at it. Like Obi-Wan has been through the worst He's been through all of the worst things in life. You know, like he lost the order. He lost his religion. He lost his woman. He lost his brother. He lost his master. And he still is not a dark side user. So he has had the worst time as a Jedi. Everything has been taken away from him. And yet he still shows compassion to people like Maul and things like that. So Jack, what are your thoughts? That's true. Yeah. He's one of the purest Jedi there'll ever be and is by far. Starts off traditional. Dips his toes into some non-traditional stuff, <laughs> uh, but yeah, one hundred percent finishes off as a traditional guy. He he reminds me of and is an example, and I think a lot of the story behind him comes from that guy at church. Where at church, obviously, that person goes to the to the confessions box and's like, "Forgive me, Father, I've sinned." Yeah, <laughs> every now and then, everyone does a little something all the time. It's it's normal. Everyone does something they shouldn't do, etc. Uh, and that's Obi Wan Kenobi. Like Taylor said, he's and you said he's been through the mill. His faith gets tested. He sort of forgets mm-hmm. his faith, so to speak. But really, he's still true to the Jedi Order and the Jedi Code from start to finish. Even yeah. with Luke Skywalker, and he is true to the Jedi Code because he sacrifices himself because he knows that Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, is the one. That's true. You know, so he doesn't really you, take a break. He's still yeah, like, you, you yeah. Wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't happily sacrifice That's yourself. Cut himself off from the force, though, Taylor. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. So. Yeah, you wouldn't happily sacrifice yourself if you didn't believe in something. That's yeah. true. So no, even though he does cut very... himself off, he still believes. Yeah. it's just Tr- traditional, it traditional Jedi all day long. Traditional yeah. Jedi. Okay, right. you're great. You've convinced me. Well done, Jack. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that leads us into the the man, uh, the big boy himself, Mr. Anakin Skywalker. Um, I don't really feel like we need to dive into a lot of stuff about Anakin because, I mean, if you don't know who he becomes, then you've got a lot of catching up to do. So, you are my brother, Anakin, Anakin Skywalker <laughs> turns into Vader yeah. because he loves a woman. I think that might just be. George Lucas's anger towards women while he's going through all of his divorces and things like, like, like look at what women make us do. Um, but, you know. And this, I'll start us off with this one because this, this just ties it all up for me. He gets bored of the traditional way. He's so bored. He's born he bored. He's bored yeah. immediately, though. Yeah, he's bored. This guy, this guy's racing pod races and, and destroying starships and cruisers and stations at the age of like 10. Yeah, right. so this this Jedi Order stuff, nah, not for me. I'm gonna be one of the most powerful Jedi. I'm, kick, <laughs> I'm kicking ass. I'm gonna do things my way. Hello, well, behold, look yeah, what happens. Right. Well, he's like a slave <laughs> boy, and it's so, like you're free. You're not a you're not a slave anymore. But you'll call me master. I think he is the quickest. <laughs> yeah. He, in my eyes, out of all of them that we've gone through, and more, he's the quickest Jedi to go from traditional to non-traditional. So yeah, non-traditional Jedi. Right off the bat, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I would say so. I mean, he gets trained <laughs> at a late age. <laughs> I mean, everything about him is non-traditional. Yeah, Who's his daddy? Think. You know, yeah. like just his his whole life non-traditional. Are, his whole <laughs> life non-traditional. So, yeah. Taylor, do you want to argue against that? <laughs> no, I agree with you. Like right away, he's non-traditional mm-hmm. right away. Just even how. Um, like you get a lot of the information about these Jedi from books and novels. Like we're talking, we're bringing up stuff from Phantom Men, or sorry, from Master Apprentice and like the Brotherhood book that oh, from yeah, like Chen, which I too. have up behind me. Um, right away, he's already he doubts Obi Wan. Like right away, as he's like training when he's eight years old, just stuff like that. Like he's already not really believing. Like yeah. I don't know. He already doesn't yeah. uh, respect Obi-Wan as a master. He kind of treats him like a brother, like a friend. And it kind of just starts off right away that way. And that's kind of how he treats his Padawan going into the Clone Wars, right? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. Which, which and- actually, it is a weird thing that he gets Ahsoka. So Anakin is given Ahsoka... Uh, the Padawan, and that's yeah, th- th- most... right away. That's non-traditional, right there. No, that's yeah. a good, that's really a good call, Taylor. Because yeah, everyone usually picks their Padawans, and he is, I mean, given like you said, right in the middle of a mission. Ahsoka, so yeah, right in the middle of a mission. So, all right, well, that will yeah. bring us nicely into Ahsoka. <laughs> all right, so perfect segue from Taylor from Anakin <laughs> to his Padawan Ahsoka or Snips. Um, I, you know, we're obviously getting to the place now where, you know, we're, we're talking about this because of the Ahsoka show. We talked about this before. Ahsoka is probably the Jedi that has the most screen time of any Jedi. Yeah. Jack, you brought up the one day that she's one of the few that we've seen from infancy Baby. all the way through. <laughs> Yeah, from a wee baby. So, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, and of course, if people don't know the story and you haven't pieced it together yet, Ahsoka gets framed later on by an angry Jedi, who obviously is Padawan. not traditional. But, yeah, sorry, yeah, angry Padawan, Barris Afi, which is, you know, in the middle of all this Maroc or America hype. But she leaves the Jedi Order and kind of goes off on her own, and we don't see her for a very long time. And then she pops up in Rebels. So she pops up in a couple stories. I think she yeah. has her own book, Ahsoka. Yeah, uh, she pops up. Ahsoka book. Um, she pops up in season seven of Clone Wars. The mm-hmm. timeline's a little wonky. Um, <laughs> and then we get to see her in Tales of the Jedi. There's three episodes of her yeah. from like the infancy through. And um, of course, Rebels. She shows up. She has the line, "I am no Jedi," and. Um, but for me, I think she's the most well until until this last episode. Ahsoka is probably the most Jedi of all Jedi's in my eyes. Until she's really hitting home, she's not a Jedi. She's not following the Order's ways anymore. Um, yeah, because she gets so. I think she was traditional, and now she is non-traditional because now she's taken on a Padawan. Like Huang says, would not even be accepted by the Jedi Order of old. But she has yeah. some good comebacks to all of his snark. So <laughs> yeah. if you guys can think of anything I missed, you know, I'm trying not to drag on too much about Ahsoka because we could talk three hours just about oh. her her story. But um what do you guys think? Traditional, non traditional? Um I think you're right. She starts off traditional. She's found the normal way that they find Jedi. Um, her, she just starts moving stuff in her house, according to her book, and her parents call the Jedi Order and they come for her because she needs to learn, she needs to learn the ways, how to use the Force. She's so strong as a baby. Um, I mean, she does get given to Anakin Skywalker, which is weird because usually during the Jedi, uh, like the Padawan initiate trials, they call them initiate trials or the tournament, and then the Jedi Master usually feels a connection with um, the Padawan, and that's how they know that that's who they're going to choose. So that they kind of missed that. Um, so, but besides that, I do believe she started off traditional, and now she's definitely veering off, going non-traditional. 
Think about it. Uh-oh. She, the Jedi, <laughs> the Jedi have not only failed themselves, but they failed Ahsoka. They failed her. She was oh, so 100%. loyal to them, and she was so loyal to them, and they blamed this bombing of the temple on her when she was like, "No, this isn't me. I've been trying this whole time to help figure out." the mission like why would i be helping if i was the one who did it and they didn't believe her and then when they finally find out like okay you didn't do it we're sorry you're right you can actually come back as a jedi uh a a jedi knight now because you passed this test and she's like yeah no thanks i think i'm gonna go and find myself so she goes out um she does her thing there's a lot of stuff about what she's been doing in between i feel like we'll probably get more but now she's offered yeah. this, she's got these two Padawans. She's got Grogu, who is offered to her in Book of Boba Fett and in The Mandalorian. And he is so strong with the Force, he can just catch the piece of the um, the ship, like, no problem. But he has a huge connection to Mando. So she says... No, well, she says she's not going to train him because he has too much of a connection. She's seen the most powerful Jedi turn into the most powerful Sith. So it doesn't matter how strong you are with the Force. So she turns him down. And then there's Sabine, who she takes on, who doesn't have the Force. Maybe she will respect the Force a lot more than Grogu, who was born with it. So she's definitely teaching Sabine She's taking the whole Jedi thing a whole different way. Maybe she, maybe they need to though. Yeah. Bombshell. My thing, <laughs> yeah, my thing about that too is, if they do change something in this series, we still have the uh, pre or the sequels to get through. Yeah. And that's the problem with the show being stuck in the middle of all of this, but because exactly you right, Taylor, know like. Where it ends. Yeah, so but we know this is you, Jack? this is season two of Mandalorian and timeline wise, isn't it? Is it season yes. two? Season it two or season three? Two. I thought it was lined up with season three or something like that. Yeah, it might be three. I'm pretty sure it's lined up with season two. Season three has like the um, the secret Empire Council, right? Yeah. Mm. So I think with Ahsoka, she starts off traditional, hundred yeah. percent. I think she's traditional all the way through up until the point where she leaves the Jedi Order. After mm-hmm. that, when she comes back again, not gets bored, but she realizes that the traditional way isn't brilliant, goes off, mm-hmm. finds herself, so to speak. I think the start of Ahsoka, we have her as a well, start of Rebels, really. We have a non traditional Jedi, we know that because that's how she got the information out of Morgan. She even said that, yeah. Um, however, now I think we're going to start seeing her slip back into a traditional way, hence why she started training and all this. But also, I think that's backed up by the fact that she's with Luke Skywalker at the new mm-hmm. Jedi Temple location. So she right. does go back to the traditional way. Otherwise, why would she be there? Right. Why would she be yeah. hanging around? So she obviously has some hand to, in, in order to build the new Jedi Order. And I think uh, one thing to end on was going to be what we think or what we've gone through as a traditional way towards the the uh, sequels and obviously the the rebuild, if you like, is there's a new, like you're saying, Jimmy, a new traditional way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But obviously, Carlo Ren or Ben Solo sees to that anyway. Yeah, yeah. And the thing too, like you said, Jack, kind of built on. She obviously cared. I mean, she went out and she she found Huang. Yeah. Like we hadn't seen that character. Yeah. Since probably a few of the episodes where she was like a youngling or whatever, helping Season the younglings. Two. To get... Yeah. <laughs> of, uh, so she went out, she mm-hmm. found him. She wants to build, uh, you know, help Sabine. And that kind of leads us into our next one as well. I guess we'll see. This was one of those open ended ones that we can't really, we can't close it off. We're like where she's at now. And so that's pretty fun. We'll come back to this maybe when the series is over. Yeah. yeah. But of course, she takes on her, her new Padawan. Sabine again. Wren, <laughs> try again, number two. <laughs> apparently, try number two. Which I mean, they, they're untraditional, right? I mean, most yeah. people. Um, oh, so in the High Republic, it. there is um, Yoda has a, a Padawan who leaves, and then disappears for a while, and then comes back and um, comes back and helps because she find or 
they find a uh, Padawan, brings them to Yoda to you know get trained, yeah. and then they help Yoda, and then Yoda knights them, and you know skips all that other training and just says, "All right, you're a Jedi Knight now." So there is some precedent oh. for people coming back and forth, but um, yeah, Sabine. So of course, I think we're going to get more backstory on Sabine, but she obviously she doesn't have the force <laughs> according Not to Mr. Yet. Snarky Pants himself, Huang. Um but you know, I I don't I don't think you can really argue non-traditional. I mean we you know a Mandalorian, although there has yeah. been Mandalorian Jedi, but yeah. you know, Darksaber, all that stuff. So I was gonna I'll go out and a limb and say non-traditional and I don't you know I don't even if she does find the force, she's still not gonna be traditional. Right. So she started off yeah. like 20 years old or whatever. 18. Yeah. I don't know how old they are. Yeah. 18 or 19, I think by the time. Yeah. Uh, Rebels ends. So it's just non-traditional all across the map. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Non-traditional. But maybe that's what we need. Non-traditional. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a pretty easy one, I guess, but we'll see. I'll be curious to see. Maybe we can revisit. Um, when the series, and I think we have to wait till the series is over, not just this, this yeah. season. But um, you guys need to let us know what you think about all these Jedi. We want to hear it, and we have intentionally left somebody out. <laughs> Luke Skywalker, and then we—I brought this up, and we got into a debate really quickly. And we thought, wait, we're gonna, <laughs> I want to hear what other people have to say. Um, we want to know from you guys, Luke Skywalker, traditional non-traditional who counts as his master i guess yeah. you know yeah. like, there's a lot um and we'll we'll touch on your guys's responses next week so please 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 send them in um you can email us everything explore the force on all the social medias our email explore the force at gmail.com yeah. Let us know what you think, where Luke Skywalker falls in this timeline of non-traditional, supposedly non-traditional uh, Jedi, mm-hmm. and what you think about him. So, yeah, and we'll get into our heated, we can get in our discussion, <laughs> fired back up. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Make sure you leave all your comments, like Jimmy says, on our Facebook and on any on the socials. If there's any Jedi that you've seen uh, or you've heard from just why you don't agree, or you've got other views mm-hmm. or opinions, just put it on the group, let us know, and we'll uh, we'll read them out uh, on the Ahsoka recap, actually. Uh, it might tie in nicely to what happens in on episode four. Who knows? Oh! Who knows? Quite possibly so. So, as always then, from Taylor. For light and life. From myself, this part is over. <laughs> <laughs> He loves it. All right, you gotta tell me who says that. Mace Window when he turns up at uh, a Mace... sack of the clones. This party's over. All right. <laughs> all right, my goodness. And for all of us, we have spoken. We'll see you guys next week. Awesome. See, see you guys later. tomorrow, actually. Oh, yeah, tomorrow after you hear this. It'll be tomorrow. So. All right. All right. Bye, guys.